Merry Christmas, everyone. We're moving quickly through the Christmas season, which is the shortest liturgical season of the year. Began at on midnight mass on Christmas Day. Uh, we celebrated the solemnity of Mary, the Mother of God, on January the 1st. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Magi, or the Epiphany, and then next Sunday is the Baptism of the Lord Jesus. So each one of these uh, celebrations within the Christmas season helps us to understand a bit of the, the mystery of the Incarnation, God becoming man in Jesus Christ. What I'd like to do today is, uh, at the first part of my reflections, to talk about the theological meaning of this feast, and then I'd like to spend the last half of my reflections uh, on the story of the, of the Magi and how the characters in that story help us to understand the process of conversion in becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ. So, so first of all, the theological meaning of this feast. The word epiphany, like so many of the words of the Bible, um, comes from the Greek. And what it means is showing forth. The epiphany is showing forth who Jesus is. Now, Jesus was shown forth in different ways in, the, in this mystery of the incarnation. He was shown forth by the angels to the shepherds on Christmas Day. They came to know that Jesus was someone special by what happened. And the shepherds and Mary and Joseph symbolize the Jewish people. You know, Jesus is the Messiah, the fulfillment of God's promise that he would send an anointed one to them. And the Jewish people were very much aware of this promise of God and looked forward to a Messiah. And Christmas celebrates the fact that Jesus is a fulfillment of God's promise to the Jews. The Feast of the Epiphany, symbolized by the showing forth of Jesus to the Magi, is a story about the fact that Jesus did not only come for the Jews, but also came for the rest of us, the Gentile world. You know, these three magicians or astrologers or kings, whatever you want to call them, symbolize a part of the world that was not Jewish. And the fact that Jesus was revealed to them demonstrates that Jesus is God's gift to the whole world and to all of us. Now, we're used to this. I mean, this seems like ordinary, simple uh, reality for, for those of us who are Christians. But for the Jews, it was a difficult thing for them to either understand or to accept because they saw themselves as uniquely God's people, and they are. You know, God made them his chosen people. But also in the course of God's plan, as, he, as it developed in the course of their history, God slowly began to reveal to them that they were not here in this relationship with God simply for themselves, but for others as well. And that's what we hear in today's first reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. I'd like to just read a few of those words uh, to you again 
so that you understand what I'm trying to say. The prophet says, rise up in splendor Jerusalem, the capital city of the Jewish people. Upon you, among, upon the Jews, the Lord shines, and over you appears his glory. Nations shall walk in your light. So God's glory shone on them in a very special way. But this was not simply for themselves. It was so that they, having received this gift, would, be, would then be God's light to the nations for other people. In our second reading today, which is from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, St. Paul talks about this important message for the Jewish people to understand. They understood that they were God's chosen people, but did not always clearly understand that the Messiah was also going to come for others. So this is what St. Paul said to them in the letter to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, the mystery was made known to me by revelation. Now the word revelation is a technical theological word that means to be told something that we could not arrive at through our own thinking. A revelation is always a gift from God. An example of that is the mystery of the Holy Trinity, right? That God is at the same time one God but three distinct persons. Now, we couldn't arrive at that by our own thinking. We know that to be true because God revealed it to us. So revelation means that we are given the gift of knowledge that we couldn't come to on our own. So St. Paul says, the mystery was, known to me, was made known to me by revelation. It was not made known to people in other generations, to our ancestors, the other Jews. And this is the mystery, that the Gentiles, non-Jews, are co-heirs, members of the same body, and co-partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. That God has decided that all the people of the world are to be members of the same body of Christ, co-partners in the promise of Christ Jesus. And this was revealed to Paul and to us through the gospel. And that's what we celebrate today, that the gospel is for all people. So this is a celebration of the universality of Jesus Christ. And that's symbolized concretely in the arrival of the three magi in Bethlehem at the time of Jesus' birth. So what is it, I mean, it seems like an abstract kind of thing for us, but it isn't because you, know, you and I are members of the body of Christ through the gift of God, and God gave us this gift through the Jewish people, but also included us in his plan for salvation. And this should lead us to understand how good and generous God is, first of all, right? But also it teaches us our relationship with the Jewish people. You know, Jesus came to the world through the Jews. And the Jewish people have a unique relationship with God. The Messiah was, for all of us, was born through them. And they are God's specially chosen people. 
And this is very important for us because it, it leads us to then respect the Jewish people as our spiritual ancestors, right? They are our grandmothers and grandfathers in the faith. And any kind of anti-Semitism or lack of respect for the Jews would be totally out of line for people who claim to be followers of Jesus Christ. So we celebrate the Jewish people as we celebrate our own identity as Christians in this Christmas season. So that's the theological meaning of today's feast. I'd like to talk about the story of the three magi as a uh, story that reveals to us um, different paths or patterns in the process of conversion to discipleship. We see in this story, in the characters in this story, three distinct reactions to the birth of Jesus. The first character that I like to talk about is King Herod. His response, his reaction to the birth of Jesus. It's obvious from the story that he wasn't open to this at all, right? That he saw Jesus as a threat to his own power and identity. And throughout this gospel passage, we see him completely resistant to the gift that God wants to give to the world in Jesus Christ. Now, Herod is a historical figure, but he's also in some ways a representation of a tendency in our human hearts, all of us. Just as he was resistant to Jesus, there are parts of our life that are also resistant to the Lord. Uh, he was resistant because he was interested in himself. And sometimes that's what stands in the way of our relationship with God because we're just, we're very, also very self-focused. He was so self-focused that he was willing to kill the infants in the Bethlehem area. We, you know, we have the, the Feast of the Holy Innocents in this Christmas season too where we remember that he slaughtered all the male children under three years of age in the vicinity of Bethlehem so that he might take care of any opposition that he, would, he would, might experience in the future in the birth of the Messiah. Now, he's a very bad man, and I don't, I'm not saying all of us are that way, but there are tendencies in our lives, too, that are resistant to the Lord. He didn't see Jesus, and he didn't want to see Jesus. Right from the very beginning, he decided in favor of himself rather than being open to the Lord. And it's important for us as we celebrate the Feast of Christmas to look at ourselves in relationship to the mystery of the Incarnation. Are we resistant to the gift that God wants to give us through the mystery of Christmas? Because we are preoccupied with ourselves. The second set of characters in, in today's uh, gospel st story that I like to reflect on are the priests and the scribes in Jerusalem. You know, when the Magi came to town and asked where was the, the, where was the Messiah, the newborn king of the Jews, uh, they had an answer. You know, they knew that the scripture said that the, that the Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem. And so they came up with the right answer and pointed the, the Magi in the right directions. But what I found amazing about these gentlemen is the fact that they didn't 
show any interest in going to Bethlehem themselves. They were happy to point the direction for someone else, but they were comfortable staying at home in their own houses probably because it was more convenient for them. And I think in these characters we find uh, more of ourselves actually than in King Herod. You know, we know a lot about being Christians. Most of us here have been Christians our whole life. We know the Christmas story by heart. We could tell it to other people. Um, but I don't know if we've actually put the energy and enthusiasm in going to see the Lord Jesus ourselves. You know, uh, someone referred to the, to the uh, scribes and the um, Pharisees and the priests in this reading as signposts, you know, like signposts on a highway that point in the direction of something, but the signpost doesn't move. And that's what they were like. They were, they were able to tell others about, about Jesus, but they weren't able or willing to experience him themselves. And then the third character in, characters in this reading that are the heroes of the story are the astrologers, the magi. And they're really a model for us on Christian discipleship, right from the very beginning. They were curious. They were interested in what, was, uh, what the Lord might do in their lives. And because of their curiosity, they were able to see the star when it arose in the east and gave them the direction in which to go. They were willing to ask questions, and they were anxious to ask questions. They got up and they went and followed where the star was, was leading them. They made a commitment to move and not just think and talk about something. They experienced obstacles. King Herod was an obstacle to their search for Jesus. And they, they took that in stride but kept going. And finally, at the end of the story, they fall down in worship before the Messiah and Lord. They prostrated themselves with the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You know, those gifts symbolizes who Jesus is. The gold represents that he's king, because gold is a gift for kings. The incense represents his divinity, because incense was offered to God and to the gods in the Roman Empire. And myrrh was a, um, an oil or some kind of chemical that was used for um, embalming the dead and it's a symbol of Jesus's humanity and his future suffering and death on the cross for our salvation. So they fell down in, in worship before the Lord Jesus acknowledging his divinity and who he was. And at the end of the story, we're told that they go back to their homes from another route. Uh, they were trying to avoid leading Herod to Jesus. But it's also symbolic of the fact that when we meet the Lord, uh, that meeting leads to a change in our lives that make it impossible for us to go back to the way we were before. It leads to significant personal changes for us. And so on this Feast of the Epiphany, we ask the Lord Jesus to, to give us the spirit of the Magi that we might be curious about the things of God, that we, may, we might be anxious to know as much as we can about Jesus, that we might ask others for that kind of 
for the kind of knowledge and assistance that would help us know the Lord better. We ask God to help us be strong in, in facing those who would oppose Jesus, and our world is full of those, and their voice is louder and louder all the time. And most of all, we ask God to help us fall down in adoration before the Lord Jesus, who is God made, one of, made, made man and is a reality of God's love for us in bodily form, that we might acknowledge who he is, be grateful for the gift, and adore him as our Lord and Savior. And if all that happens after the encounter with Jesus, you and I will be different kinds of women and men, like the Magi were different having encountered the Lord. And the rest of our life will be different than it has been up to now. So once again, Merry Christmas. May the Lord help us to understand the mystery of the incarnation in such a way that we will be transformed and transfigured as the Magi were.